feast on this. Matthew eight fourteen through 17 And when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. And he touched her hand, and the fever left her. And she arose and ministered unto them. When the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. From the tack, and when Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of fever and he touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and ministered unto them peter's mother-in-law was sick because of her sickness she couldn't serve her family or the lord as was God's will for her. Her sickness was keeping her from doing what was God's will. But Jesus came by and he saw her and he touched her hand. And the healing power that was in him flowed right out of him and into her. And she got up off her sickbed, healthy and whole and ready to do the Lord's work. It says here, and she arose and ministered unto them. Sickness does not bring glory to God. Healing brings glory to God. Health brings glory to God. When you're sick, you can't do all that God wants you to do. You're laid up in bed. You're not out ministering as he would have you. She got up. She arose and she ministered unto them. That is what God is glorified in, in the ministering of ourselves. One to another. The church ministers to each other. That's where, what God wants. It ministers to the world. But we're supposed to be sent into the world, get people saved. How are we supposed to do that if we're sick? How are we supposed to do that if uh, we're going home early, going home to heaven early? Um, we need to receive the ministry of Jesus so that we can be a blessing to each other, to our families, and to the world at large. We need to receive healing. We need to stop saying this is God's will for us. God's going to get some kind of glory in my sickness. Now, God wants to glory or receive glory. God wants to receive glory in you receiving your healing and getting out and being able to do what he's calling you to do. So that was verses 14 and 15 and 16. So some might say, well, that's one person, of course, the Bible is full of person after person receiving healing from Jesus. But uh, 
Okay, so the next verse, when even was come, when the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirit with his word, and he healed all that were sick. All of them. And I love that because he didn't divide them up and say, for you, God is going to get glory by you being in the sick bit. And for you, God is going to get glory by, by your healing. For you, God is get get glory because you are going to walk through life with a bunch of pain and and yet you're still going to be able to honor me in the midst of all that. No, flat out his will for every single one of them. He, he didn't have to um, have a meeting with God and figure out which one was God's will to heal and which one wasn't. It says that he healed all that were sick. And sure, there are times in the Bible when we see that uh, people did not receive the healing of Jesus. But during those times, he... Um, doesn't say that it's because God didn't will it. He blames something else. Um, he doesn't um, look for a way for them to glorify him in their misery, in their pain, in their disease. Instead, he looks um, for a way to minister the word onto them so that they can get a better grasp of his will for them so that they can receive his word as and once they receive that word they get that word working in them he's expecting that word to be able to produce something where they would be able to receive even more of his ministry his healing so it says when when people i mean his hometown in nazareth he goes to nazareth and he does he, he it says that he could do no mighty work except for later hands on a few sick folk and heal them. And then um, following that, it talks about him going around teaching. So what's, so what's he do? They're not getting, he's not getting the mass amount of healing produced like he did in other places. And so here in this area, he, he starts focusing in on teaching. So... But let's, let's go back to Matthew 8 and, and let's read 16 and 17 together. This is right together here. Listen to it. When the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. He healed all these people in order to fulfill a prophecy that was spoken about him. What was the prophecy? Isaiah, pointing to Jesus on the cross, said, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Pointing to Jesus on the cross. Let me emphasize. This scripture is quoting a prophecy that pointed to Jesus on the cross. Taking our sin. And if you go to, uh, I believe it's 1 Peter 2.24. You will see there that it again describes the same scenario. Only this is after the fact. Jesus went to the cross. 
I'm paraphrasing. Jesus went to the cross. He bore all of our sin. And by his wound, some, some texts wounds and some texts stripes. If you look it up, it's, it's actually wound or stripe. It's, it's what he took upon him at that cross to take our sin. That was payment for, it says, by his wound, we were healed. So this scripture in Matthew 8 is pointing to our time when Jesus ministered on the earth, when he was among us. And what did he do? He went about healing people and they all came to him and and they were expecting healing. And so they received their healing. He healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Well, that isn't just talking about them there that day because it, it it's also repeated again that means that fulfillment of that prophecy spoken in Isaiah isn't just talking about that then day right there that moment because we see it repeated again and um first peter but we know that again it points toward the cross and if if that's that payment we we know as christians that payment for our sin was on the cross that was for each and every single one of us, not one of us was left out. Well, if it took, that payment took all of our sins. It redeemed us all from the curse of the law. So that we could live and be reunited with Jesus, with God, with our Father, with the Holy Spirit. Go to heaven, spend, spend it with him. He took the payment of our sin, all of our sin. We also know if, if that verse is pointing to us as R, that that R also means the same thing for our sicknesses and our diseases. So it's us. We need to get a hold of it. It's not just them that day. They get to receive healing from Jesus. We too, it's for us that it might be fulfilled for spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Jesus took your infirmity. He took your sickness. He took your pain. He took the judgment that you deserve for sinning upon the cross and he carried it away. So this isn't for you. I'm dealing with it. I'm paying the price. You're forgiven. Go. Go and sin no more. That's what he told that one woman who they, they wanted him to judge. He, he didn't want to judge her. And so he, he got down next to her and, and he forgave her. And he just said, go and sin no more. So here we are. We get our healing from God. It belongs to us just as much as it belonged to them. Feast on that.